You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know if I held that what is going on long enough right there. It was a little bit lighter than normal, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're happy that you guys are watching Uncanceled. We are excited to get into the word today. But today, today, we will not be having rate that crumble crumble cookie. cookie. We will not be having that today. today. Here's why. Right now, we, really not even just us, but uh, Impact Youth is, but um, really the church in America is in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and our youth ministry is doing uh, a, a fast together. Uh, and we'll talk, we're going to talk about fasting today, actually on, on the broadcast here or on, on the uh, podcast. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but we're not doing right that crumble cookie today, uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe not for some of you, some of you may actually be confused, but we'll get into that later. Why yeah. we're not doing it, I guess. We're not really rating anything today. No, the rating was kind of already done. Yes, it was. So me and Ben are, are, are bringing it back to rate that, that apple. apple. Oh yeah, it's back. It came back. It you came back on you so fast. They're probably confused. They think that we're about to eat an apple right we're now. Not. We're not about to eat an apple. We are going to rate or put in order the top five apples that we tried yeah. in our Rate That Apple series. Now, quick note, we looked back at our ratings. And I... Yeah. Oh, man. What? Should I promise it? I'm going to promise it. I'm going to put a little picture up. Maybe like right here. Oh, yeah. Of the, of the chart. It's going to be right there. Right there. <laughs> it's a little sneaky poof there it is oh, oh. that's a, that's kid stuff you guys know what that is some of you my faith church folks you guys know it uh but anyway um uh, we are not going to be like it's not necessarily going to be a hundred percent accurate to where our ratings were at the time because sometimes one thing we learned in rate that apple is you can't just come right off the bat and rate something like super high because things may be better than it uh, as yeah. it goes. Yep. But it was pretty close. It was still pretty close for I the most part. So. Mine was. I want to give a quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Dishonorable mention before yeah, we dishonorable get, mention. Before I agree we get with that. Top five. Um, Granny Smith. Oh, horrible apple. Horrible apple. <laughs> I do. I, that that got me right there. Dishonorable mention. Yeah, yeah. That is a good dishonorable mention. Yeah. It should not even sniff the top five. It should be like so far away. And I'm going to give a dishonorable mention sure. too, because I, I just think it deserves it in every yeah. way, shape and form. Yeah, I know the Rome about. apple. Oh yeah. Terrible. We didn't even try that. Oh, it wasn't? No. We didn't try that on the podcast. Oh, we didn't? We didn't we weren't able to find one. I thought you were gonna go um red delicious. Oh, that that's that's dishonorable mention. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh yeah, we didn't do we tried Rome at, at my house. That, it was that would be on there for that sure. Would be on there for really sure. But red delicious, definitely dishonorable. But here here we go. Let, let's uh right, do we go five to one? I think we go five to one. Five to one. Yeah, are are you gonna start call. first? Uh, I can start first. Go ahead, hit me with it. What's your five? My number five, not necessarily based on on just the pure rating that I gave. Um, number five is Fuji. Okay. Yeah, I told him there's going to be a wild card. Sneaky. Sneaky Fuji at five. Fuji. And here's why. Yeah, all I right. Went, I went back earlier today and, uh, and like, looked at what we all rated or what we yep. both rated them, and the Fuji was surprising. We yep. enjoyed okay. it. It had good taste. 
the, the, the skin wasn't the best, but it had really good taste. All and right. So it brought back, you know, pleasant memories. And so I gave him my number five. That's acceptable. That, that's acceptable. Um, I'm going juicy. Mm. I'm going juicy at number the, five. Hey, the very first one we ever did. That was the very that first, the first rate one. that apple. Those were in Man, order. no, no, juicy was like juicy, man. It, it was, it yeah, was good. Sure. It was a good apple and it deserves, I'm pretty sure I gave it like an 8.8 at the time that that is a deserving of a top five spot. Juicy. I like that. Okay. Four. Uh, my number four, I'm going to Honeycrisp at number four. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's tough and it's close, you know? I mean, these are like, these are the top of the line. <laughs> these are right? top of the line stuff here. so it's here. tough. You know, feelings might get hurt, but, but Honeycrisp is my number four. Really good apple. You know, I disagree with that choice. I know you do. Um, but I think you're going to disagree with my number four too. Okay. Uh, I'm going Envy at number four. See, this, see, I, I knew that that was like a, like if we could like, oh. if we could like, like do like a blackout on the podcast and like have Ben Ben's head go down, <laughs> that's what would have just happened right there. Oh, it's disappointing. But he, you feel the same way about Honeycrisp. Here's why the Envy's four. Envy, when you get a good one, Envy's a number one. Sure. But you can you can get a lot of inconsistency with the in the envy world, and I, I just I, I didn't want inconsistency within my top three. I wanted something three apples that are consistent within my top three. Envy fair. ceiling is the highest; its floor is the lowest. That's, so that's me. That's fair. I okay. That. All right. Um, my number three, I'm going to Autumn Glory. Okay. Good podium deserves the podium. Deserves the podium. You know, caramel. What was the other? Car- um, notes of caramel and wasn't there another flavor or some in there vanilla i don't know it's like cinnamon maybe maybe it was maybe. cinnamon really good apple great yeah, really apple. good apple i agree Your um three? cosmic crisp there it is um cosmic crisp goes here because it's just really consistent you know what you're getting with it you know what you're getting with it every single time. Yep. And I, I really enjoyed it. it. It doesn't quite have the star power of the next two guys that we're about to bring in okay. uh, or that I'm about to bring in. But Cosmic Chris is a solid pick, middle of the road, and, and, and we're going to go with it. So, My two is Cosmic Chris. Okay, yeah. If you yeah. go back and, and watch when we tried that Cosmic Crisp, You'd be like, wow. oh yeah, we, I mean, you gave it a 10 originally. Yeah, it, it was, it was really good. Really it, good. It was, but it's a really, really good apple. It, it was. The taste is good. The bite is good. It's always crispy. Yeah. Good apple. I Number just feel two. like, okay, I feel like these next two apples are also consistent. Maybe not as consistent as the as the Cosmic Crisp, yeah. but they, their ceiling is higher and their floor is not much lower than the Cosmic okay. Crisp. I'm going to go with an Autumn Glory at two. Um, sure. I really enjoyed that apple. I really, really enjoyed good. that apple. Um, yeah. I don't think that we really need to even question what each other's ones are. No, we um, really don't. But uh, <clears throat> my number one is Envy. Yep. My, my, my number goat. one is uh, Honeycrisp. There it is. Uh, like, I just really value the consistency of the Honeycrisp apple. Um, I think it's, um, I, I think it's, I like the sweetness of it being slightly better than the Cosmic Crisp. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it. But let me tell you what, uh, all of these apples that we just named, like I would even say like, you know, Ben, what was your five again? My five was Fuji, Autumn Glory, Cosmic. No, what did I do? Fuji, Honey. Yeah, yeah, Honey. Fuji, Chris, Honey, yeah, yeah. Autumn Glory, Cosmic Envy. Okay, yeah, I, I, like 
I would Fuji is like that could be six for me. Like it could be sure. my six and, man. And, and Juicy's like probably in my six man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, like like these are all acceptable really ratings. Good. Um, so much fun. If if Ilder Arazo ever watches this, yeah. you just get the biggest dishonorable mention out of anybody because your favorite apple is the Granny Smith. Um, that is it's that's foul. Decision. It's foul. Honestly, that, that, that's what I would say. It's, it's foul. It's it's not anointed whatsoever. But great that um, apple was so fun. Man. It was, man, and it, it was great. But we're we're gonna be back to crumble cooking yeah. next week. Excited for um, that. And it's gonna be good. Actually, yeah. I think we're gonna be back to crumble cooking next week. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what might end up happening. Um, good. You never know what might happen on the podcast. So, um, but yeah, th th thank you and right. uh, thank you for rating that with me. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that list. Um, now on to, as I always say, more pressing issues, the word of God. Amen. Uh, as I mentioned, we're on a, uh, fast right now to start our year in consecration to the Lord. And, you know, fasting is misunderstood. It is. And I'm going to get into fasting today, but before I do, I want to just, uh, start in prayer. Uh, I realized that we didn't start our podcast uh, in prayer uh, recently, and I was like, that's something that I really I really want to start doing more. So well, we're going to start uh, the podcast in, in prayer because I believe that God can speak to you right now where you're at, whenever you're watching. You could watch this three years from now, and I still believe that God could speak something very special to you where you're at. So uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for this opportunity for us to just uh, dive into your word. I pray that you would give understanding to every single person that's watching this, that, Lord, that we would desire to fast, that we desire to get before your presence. And, Lord, I pray that every heart would be open to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's start out with a very basic question. What is fasting? What is fasting? And uh, one, of, one of my uh, very good friends, obviously you guys know that, that Ben was the best man in my, in my wedding and, uh, and, and my best friend, but one of, one of my best friends is evangelist Wesley Agre, and he did a teaching on fasting yesterday. And him, him and I are very close. We, we talk regularly. And, and so I tuned into his teaching and he defined fasting like this. And I love the definition. And so I'm going to stick with it. Fasting is abstaining from food for a period of time for a spiritual purpose. So it's not just abstaining from food entirely. It's for a period of time. And it's not just abstaining from food for a period of time, but it's doing it for a spiritual purpose. So that is what fasting is. Um, and some of the material that I'm going to share with you guys uh, on, on this podcast today is actually going to be uh, from some things that, that Wesley has, has taught me personally and that I heard on his teaching the other day. So I'm excited to dive into it. Uh, not all of it. This isn't just like a copy paste, but I'd encourage you guys, if you uh, listen to podcasts and you want more of the word of God, uh, Wesley's podcast is excellent. He does a live broadcast every Wednesday at, at 1 p.m. He calls it Wednesday with Wesley. I love it. I wish that there was a J for, for my day of the week, but, but there's, there's not, uh, but, uh, Wednesday was with Wesley. You should tune in, but here's what fasting is not. I just told you what fasting is. Fasting is not just eating or just not eating. Fasting is not just not eating. That is not fasting. That might be fasting in the world, but that's not biblical fasting. Biblical fasting is about 
fasting for a spiritual purpose. And that purpose is that we replace our time where we would be eating uh, with being in the presence of God. So practically speaking, how, how, do, how, does, how do I fast? How do I know other men of God and women of God fast? Here's how they often fast. They'll wake up and instead of eating breakfast, they, they read the word of God and, they, and that's their daily bread. They read the word of God. And then, you know, they might get to lunch and then they might dive into the word of God some more or maybe into prayer at that time. And then in the evening time, uh, they, they uh, go before the Lord in, in prayer and seek his face. I know personally that's exactly what I do. I, I start my day in prayer, or I, I'm sorry, I start my day in the word and I spend time just praying in the spirit to start my day, uh, praying in tongues and, and thanking God for the day. And then uh, at lunchtime, I'll, I'll dive into the word again. And then at uh, dinnertime, I'll go and I'll, I'll just spend time in prayer. And that's just something that, that I do in fasting, but it's replacing the time that we would be eating with uh, prayer and reading the word of God, with spending time with God. That is what fasting is. You replace your meals by spending time with God. Uh, the Daniel's fast, not a biblical fast. In fact, Daniel himself did not view it as a fast. Daniel said that he wasn't going to eat the king's meat because he did not want uh, to defile himself, likely because the meat was either A, offered to some type of idols, or B, it was uh, meat that, that they were not, uh, Jewish people were not permitted to eat according to Levitical law. So Daniel did not view it as a fast. Daniel more or less viewed it as a diet. So the Daniel's fast is really Daniel's diet, and it's a nice thing, and there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever uh, to, to do the Daniel's diet, I guess you could say. There's nothing wrong with that. But to equate that to fasting would be mistaken because the purpose of that fast or of that diet was not to spend time with the Lord. The purpose was to not defile himself uh, before the Lord. Um, so Daniel's fast, that, that, that is not what we're looking for with a biblical fast. We are looking for uh, literally abstaining from food for a period of time, whether that be 6 uh, a.m. to 6 p.m., whether that would be maybe starting with one meal, uh, in, in uh, because if you never fasted before, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. may be a little aggressive. Uh, but just starting with one meal, maybe you fast lunch, uh, maybe you fast breakfast or dinner or something like that, or 6 a.m., 6 p.m., like I, like I just said, or a full day or three days or seven days. It is a period of time that you set and you say, I am going to consecrate this time to the Lord by not eating. Another thing that is not fasting is just saying, I'm not going to go on social media, play video games, or you know, I'm not going to watch TV. While those are very good things that you could abstain from while you are fasting, that is not a biblical fast because I cannot find scriptural proof outside of not eating as fasting. I can't find it in the Bible. Nobody does any type of fast in the Bible that does not involve refraining from food. Simple. So because of that, if we're going to be biblical with our fasting, fasting is, again, abstaining from food for a period of time for a spiritual purpose. Again, there's no biblical example of a fast other, uh, other than food. So who fasted in the New Testament? I, I love to hear people say this. People say, well, you know, there wasn't really a lot of fasting going on in the New Testament. I, I just don't really see a lot of evidence of that in the Bible. And, you know, people, and if, and, you know, if they did fast, it wasn't for an extended period of time. But here's the reality. Jesus fasted for 40 days. There's a New Testament example, and that's quite an extended period of time. Just, I could stop right there and say, if we're supposed to be imitators of Christ, 
then we should fast. There you go. Let, like, like, there you go. That, that's it. It's over. There's a biblical example for you right there. There is our example, Jesus Christ fasting. But then if that's not enough for you, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, but if that's not enough for you, the believers at Antioch fasted in Acts chapter 13. It said they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Another example, Paul in Acts chapter 27, he fasted for 14 days um, as they were in a, in a storm at sea. And you can read that and I can, I can provide that evidence to you where Paul literally says that he uh, is, is not eating food. And then later on, it says that it had been 14 days. Paul does an extended 14 day fast. Uh, there's other examples. Paul says in Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians chapter 11, he says that he regularly fasts or that he fasts often. He finds himself in often times of fasting, however translation you want to put it. He fasted. So fasting is not something that was foreign to the New Testament. Fasting is not something that was just done in the Old Testament. Fasting is something that is for now and for today. And here's what uh, the question I want to propose to you guys as you're listening. Why should you fast? Why should you fast? Why should you fast? First, we should fast because Jesus expected that we would. We should fast because Jesus expected that we would. Obviously, we're supposed to be imitators of Christ first and foremost as Christians, followers of Christ. So if we're supposed to be imitators of Christ and Christ expected that we would fast, then we should fast. But let's read where Jesus said that. You might be thinking, Jesus never told me to fast. Where did Jesus ever say that? I'll show you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. I could stop after these three words right here. When you fast. I could just stop reading the scripture right now. We can wrap up the podcast. We can go home because Jesus just said, when you fast. But unfortunately... Some people won't take that as enough, but there is some other teaching to get into as well, of course. But when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their word in full. Jesus is talking to his disciples on a mountainside, and this is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, when you fast, Jesus assumed that the disciples would fast. And did you know that I actually know for a fact, I know this for a fact, that Jesus meant that they would fast after he died and ascended into heaven. That is exactly what he meant when he said, when you, when, uh, you fast. And I'll prove it to you right now. Luke chapter 5, verse 33 through 35. They said to him, they being the Pharisees, John's disciples often fast and pray. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours go on eating and drinking. Jesus answered, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. Let's break that down for a second. The Pharisees question why Jesus' disciples won't fast. And Jesus basically uses this analogy of a, of a wedding ceremony where the bridegroom being Christ is present. And Christ is basically saying, or Christ basically saying, who would fast if they were with someone who was about to get married? Who would fast at a wedding ceremony? And so you guys, you guys might not know this. You might not know this, but Ben, the guy that was just doing the rate that apple with me, I hope that if you've been tuning in for any period of time, you would know that that's Ben. Uh, but Ben was the best man at my wedding. 
Imagine if Ben, as the best man in my wedding, as my best friend, came to my wedding and fasted. He just didn't eat. He didn't celebrate. He was like, no, I'm fasting. I can't celebrate right now. That's just really strange and quite peculiar. In the same way, Jesus is saying, the disciples are with me, the bridegroom right now. Why would they be fasting? That, that, may, that doesn't make sense. Right now, this is a celebration that I'm here with them. But the time is coming that the bridegroom, being Christ, is going to be taken away. And then it says, they will fast. Again, once Christ is taken away, they will fast. Jesus fully expected, Jesus fully expected that his followers would fast from the time he ascended to heaven until he returns again. That is the expectation of Christ. And let me just say this before I go into the other points. I truly believe, I truly believe that if you fast as a Christian, there is no doubt in my mind that you are genuinely a follower of Christ. If you fast, and like obviously fast as a Christian, then you're genuinely a follower of Christ. But you get what I'm saying. If somebody says they're a Christian and then they fast, I 100% believe them. Here's why. Nobody in their right mind would just choose not to eat food for fun. Like if they didn't actually believe in, in Christ and be and wanted to be a follower of Christ, why in the world are they fasting? That's torturous to your body, unless of course they're lying about it. But if somebody actually fasts and spends time in God's presence instead of eating, that is an ultimate form of sacrifice to our flesh. And that's going to lead me into my next point right now. We should fast because it denies our flesh. Look at what Galatians 5, 16 through 17 says. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you are not to do whatever you want. See, our flesh is the part of us that is tempted to sin. And our spirit is the part of us that has actually been born again, redeemed, and that will live forever. It is our flesh that wants to sin. Our spirit is the part when we say we're a born again Christian. The spirit is what has been born again. We need to understand this. And I got this revelation, I think maybe, like I already knew this, but like it hit me as a revelation about three months ago. We are a spirit. We have a soul. What is the soul? That's our mind, will, and emotions. That's, that's you know, the things that we feel. But we're housed in a body. But notice how it goes. What are you? We, you and I, are a spirit. We are a spirit. So if we are a spirit, then our spirit should be in charge, not our flesh. And a great way to make sure that our spirit is in charge and not our flesh being in charge is by crucifying or denying our flesh and telling it, no, you're not in charge here. My spirit's in charge here. Because when you fast, what are you doing? You're saying, no flesh, you're not going to eat food. My spirit is going to eat. And the way my spirit is going to eat is by spending time with the Lord. That is why fasting is so important. That is why you should fast. You should fast because it denies your flesh. You know, Evangelist Wesley said this uh, yesterday on his broadcast. He said, wouldn't it make sense that since humanity fell by partaking of food, that God would say, do not eat? I'll say that again. 
Wouldn't it make sense that since humanity fell by partaking of food that God would say, do not eat? Hear me out on this. Basically, to sum this up in, I I guess, more youth-friendly words, basically, humanity sinned by what? They ate the, the fruit in the garden, right? They ate. That's how they sinned. So now God is saying, do not eat. Wouldn't that make perfect sense that the way that we crucify flesh, uh, the very first thing that caused humanity to sin is now the thing that God is saying, I want you to give that thing up so that your spirit can be in charge and not your flesh. Doesn't that just make so much sense? The thing that made humanity fall is the very thing that God is saying that we should give up. We can't just do whatever our flesh desires and still honor God. We can't do that. And the way that we ensure that our flesh is not in charge is by discipling or discipling, disciplining and denying our flesh. Discipling our flesh. You do need to do that too. That's an important thing. We need to be more disciple our spirit actually, but disciplining and denying our flesh. That's what we need to do. Look at what the apostle Paul says about this idea of denying our flesh. First Corinthians 9, 26 through 27. I want to read it in two different translations. We're going to start in the NIV. It says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. In other words, I'm not, I'm not doing this out of, uh, this is, I'm not running pointless. There's, there's a reason why I'm running. This isn't just, you know, I'm not just running for the heck of it. I'm running with reason. And then Paul says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Let me read it to you in the NLT. So I run with purpose in every step. There it is, purpose. I'm not just shadow boxing. You guys know what shadow boxing is? If I just were to kind of like stand up there, shadow boxing. All right. Uh, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after I preach to others, I myself might be disqualified. In this context, the Apostle Paul is talking about athletes that discipline themselves and that we should also discipline our flesh the way that an athlete disciplines themselves. And Paul uses boxing as an analogy. He doesn't literally mean that he beats his flesh, that he just goes and like, you know, gets up and starts punching himself in the chest like this every single day. And I show my flesh who's boss. That's not what he means. What he means is that he makes sure that his flesh is in submission to his spirit. I I find it interesting what Paul says. I find it interesting. He goes, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. He says in the, in the, uh, in the NIV, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. I find that interesting. He makes his body his slave. So what is Paul implying here? He's implying here that my body is not the one that should be in charge. It's the spirit in me that is really the one that lives. Remember, we are a spirit first. We're a spirit that has a soul that is housed in a body. So we really are a spirit. So Paul just looks at the body as his slave. He says, my body's just along for the ride. The spirit is the thing that is in control. In order to make our spirit boss, a great way to make our spirit the one that's in charge is by feeding our spirit more than our flesh. My grandma used to always say this all the time. She'd always tell a story about two dogs, flesh and spirit, and whichever one you feed more will be stronger. If you feed flesh more, flesh will be stronger. If you feed spirit more, spirit will be stronger. So which one are you going to feed, flesh or spirit? 
If we want to feed our spirit, we must fast. We must fast because we're telling our flesh, no, you can't just have whatever you want. I'm going to build myself up in my spirit. And I love what Paul says. He understood that he could preach the gospel. God could use him to do many mighty things. But if he allowed his flesh to be greater than his spirit, one day he might find himself before God as disqualified. Like an athlete might be disqualified for using steroids or something like that. Paul's saying, if I let the flesh get the best of me, I may stand before God after I preach to all these different people, but one day my flesh just gets the best of me. And I stand before God. And not one day as if one time he sins, one day as if he gives into his flesh completely and totally. And he just completely lives that way. One day he might stand before God and God will look at him and say, depart from me. I don't know you. We need to make sure that our flesh is not our master, that our spirit is our master. I preached a sermon one time called Be Sin's Master. It kind of comes back to this same mindset of understanding that our spirit is in charge and our flesh is not. My last point, we fast or we should fast because it positions us to receive. Two things I want to point out that we receive through fasting. First, we receive what God is saying. We receive what God is saying. Acts chapter 13, verse two, look at what it says. Go ahead and turn there. I'm going to take a drink of water. By the way, it's a good idea when I say a scripture to turn to it if, uh, because you got to make sure that I'm not lying to you and just making something up. But Acts 13, two, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, there it is right there, a church fasting. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So they're praying and they're fasting. And as they're worshiping the Lord, they're fasting. And by the way, the ultimate, the, the immediate implication of a fast in the Bible is that they were praying as well. It was understood that biblical fasting involves prayer, that you can't just like not eat food. That's not, that's not biblical fasting. That involves prayer as well. So they're worshiping, they're praying, they're fasting, and they heard the Holy Spirit speak. Do you want to hear God's voice in your life? Are you trying to hear God? Do you want to receive what God is saying in your life? Well, if you want to, try fasting. Try getting before him, saying, God, it is far more important to me to what you are doing and what you are saying than it is for me to eat. That's what you're saying. And what you do is you put yourself in a position of humility where you say, God, I'm not dependent on food for my life. I'm dependent on you, the bread of life. Jesus said that he is the bread of life. You can eat of him every single day. Obviously, God created food. I'm not saying you should never eat. In fact, if you go on a 40-day fast, that's the max that you can go. In fact, I would never recommend a 40-day fast for someone that's not in ministry and somebody that really has not heard from the Lord to do it. I would never recommend that. And in fact, this is another point. If you're not called to full-time ministry, a three-day fast is the max that you really should do. 
there's really no reason to go beyond a three-day fast. That's just my opinion. A three-day, that, that's a three-day full 24-hour fast, not like a 21-day you're doing 6 uh, a.m. to 6 p.m. Like, you, don't, you, should, you shouldn't go beyond three days of not eating at all if you're just a common believer, and that's not an offensive way of saying it. We need common believers as well. But if you're called to ministry, uh, certainly more is required of you than, than just a, a common believer. But anyway... Don't fast for 40 days unless you specifically heard from the Lord. But food is a good thing. Food is fine. God created food. He wants us to eat food. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that we need to, by humbling ourselves, we can fast. We can fast. We can fast. And fasting will humble ourselves. The Bible says to humble ourselves many, many times. I find this interesting. The Bible really doesn't say anywhere that God that God humbles us. The only time that God humbles us is by putting us right back into our place. That's how God humbles us. But it never says that we that that we're to rely on God to humble ourselves. I rely on God to humble myself. No, you humble yourself. And the way that you humble yourself is that you get before the Lord in fasting and prayer. You get in the word of God every single day. Not to say that God can't humble you by do, by putting you in your place, but rather that we should not be seeking for God to humble us. We should be doing it ourselves. If it comes to the point that God is humbling us, we must have gone really far and been really arrogant and really prideful. But the Bible says, humble ourselves, therefore. Humble ourselves before God. Humble ourselves. And the way that we can humble ourselves is through fasting, saying, I'm relying on you, Lord, above all food in my life. I'm, I'm relying up upon the bread of life instead of man-made bread. Second, after we, we uh, receive what God is saying, we also position ourselves to receive power. Look at what Mark 9, 20 through 29 says. Go ahead and turn there. I'll give you a second. I'll take another sip of water while you go there. I'm going New King James for this one. That was some good water, man. Here we go. New King James. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood, this is a, a father that brought a demon-possessed boy to uh, the disciples. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into water to destroy him. Quick note right here. Notice how the demonic spirit tried to kill the boy. The demonic spirit that possessed this boy tried to kill the boy. That's because suicide is of the devil right there. That is evidence right there. Suicide is of the devil. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one dead so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting prayer and fasting. 
the disciples tried to cast out this demon before I, I read this text to you. And the disciples, they tried to cast out this demon and they were unable to do it. And then they had to go and get Jesus to do it for them. And they say, why can't I do it? And they said, well, uh, Jesus says, you know, it's because this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Now, some people say that fasting should not be a part of this text, that it should not be included. Some interpreters and translators have taken the word fasting out. Here is why I adamantly disagree and believe that fasting should be involved. First and foremost, didn't they just pray? The disciples did pray to try and get the demon out, and it did not come out. So they already prayed and it didn't work. So if, if it was just this kind, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer, they just prayed. That's exactly what they were doing. Now someone pushed one further. Well, it meant personal prayer. Okay. Jesus, wouldn't Jesus expect his disciples to pray? Wouldn't he expect his disciples to pray? I have evidence in the scripture that he did expect them to pray because he said to them in the garden, could you not tarry one hour? Jesus expected his disciples to already be able to pray. He expected them to be able to pray. So why would he just say to them, these people that do pray, these disciples that do spend time in prayer, why would he just say this kind can only come out by nothing or this kind can come out by nothing but prayer? Why would he just stop there? Clearly something needed to be added because they were praying. They were praying in their personal time and they prayed to try and cast out the demon out of the boy and they failed. Something needed to be adding and that added and that thing that needed to be added was fasting. Something else that we learn in this is that there's different levels of demonic spirits. The disciples were able to cast out some demons, but they were not able to cast out this one. Why? Because this one took an extra special power that came by through prayer, yes, but also fasting. 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 Why? Because fasting gets your flesh down and picks your spirit up. Fasting feeds your spirit while your flesh is dying. This is why fasting is so important. Do you want to have power over the enemy? Do you want to have power over the enemy? Do you want to have complete authority over him? Let me tell you something. I, I, um, uh, I, I've fasted um, ever since I've taken over this ministry. I fasted in Bible college. But uh, during this fast, uh, this time, uh, I preached last night at Impact. We record this on, on a Thursday, and, and last night was Wednesday. And I'll tell you what, when I just preached last night, I felt the power of God like I never have before. Why? Because I was pushing myself in fasting like I never have before. I was pushing myself in fasting like I never have before. And no, I'm not saying that arrogantly or pridefully or anything like that. You know, some people say, well, you really shouldn't say that you're fasting because Jesus said that when you fast that, you know, you should keep it to yourself type of deal. The thing that Jesus is dealing with there is pride. Jesus is dealing with a pride of I'm fasting, I'm fasting. And no, I don't go out of my way to tell people I'm fasting. But to be honest with you, it should be quite obvious right now because it's 21 days of prayer and fasting like globally in the church of Jesus Christ. It's not like it's a secret that people are fasting right now. So, but nonetheless, the point of it was pride that Jesus was getting at. So I say to you right now, I say to you that there was a difference that I could feel in my life when I preached last night, when I had pushed myself to fast like I never have before. There will be a difference in your life. You will be marked different as a Christian when you fast. If you're called to ministry, you will distinguish yourself between other Christian or between other ministers and yourself by fasting.
There will be a distinguishing that takes place. People will sense the power of God. You'll just preach and people will go, oh my goodness, I don't know what just happened, but I feel something I've never felt before. As a Christian, maybe you're not called to the full-time ministry. People will feel the love of God on your life stronger than they will feel on those Christians that don't choose to fast. I know Christians that laugh and mock fasting. They're like, we don't need to fast anymore. That's all under grace. The apostle Paul disagrees. And he fasted all, he fasted all throughout the New Testament. The early church disagrees. No, we are supposed to fast. Fasting is a necessity. We need to die to our flesh and come alive in our spirit more and more. Fasting is needed. Fasting is necessary. Do you really think that if I did not think that fasting was necessary, that I just would enjoy just not eating? Oh yeah, I just love going a couple days without eating. I enjoy that. Nobody really enjoys it in their flesh. But I'll tell you what, it is so rewarding in my spirit. I feel stronger in my spirit. And guess what? Believe it or not, fasting has health benefits. There are, is a ton of benefits. It is like a reset to your body when you fast. It gets all the gunk and the junk out of your body and it resets you. Our bodies were actually uh, made to fast. If you uh, watch any health ex expert, They'll do intermittent fasting, a lot of people, and they don't do it for spiritual reasons. They do it because they realize how healthy it is for their body, and people get absolutely shredded and yoked and jacked just by doing intermittent fasting. People lose tons of weight through intermittent fasting. Why? Because the body was designed by God, and God designed the body to fast. Fasting is built into our DNA. Anyone that says fasting is not for today, does not understand how God created the human body. Does not understand that it's already built into the human body. Why should you fast? Let's go through them again. We should fast because Jesus expected that we should fast. We should fast because it denies our flesh. And we should fast because it positions us to receive. That's why we should fast. What does it position us to receive? I'm glad that you asked. It positions us to receive what God is saying. It positions us to receive power. That's what fasting will do for you. So I encourage you, perhaps you're watching this right now and you're like, man, maybe I should fast. Okay, good. Because I think you should. Try one meal and then build your endurance up. Do a meal for a couple days maybe. Do it again for a couple days and then eventually build yourself up to, I'm going to go 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then you can build yourself up to a day and then you can build yourself up to three days. And if you're, if you're not called to the full-time ministry, you can stop there and that's your endurance. If you're called into the ministry, you can keep on going. But fasting is essential. And can I just say this real quick? If you're not going to be in obedience to God's commandments, obviously, there's no real point in fasting, Right. Um, if we're going to just like, you know, fast, but we're not going to obey God while we're fasting, D don't waste your time. Obviously make sure you're in obedience to God. I don't know why I feel le felt led to say that, but don't just, you're fasting in vain. If you're just not eating food. And like, even if you're reading your Bible, when you're not, uh, when you're instead of eating and you're just not obeying God's word, that makes no sense to just not obey God's word, to be living in sin and to just be fasting while we're living in sin. If you're going to be fasting, 
cut the sin out too while you're fasting. And hopefully it should, because you're fasting, it should discipline your flesh to the point where you say to yourself, okay, like now I'm not going to go back to this. I think about it like this. If I can deny myself the number one thing my body wants, which is food, the number one thing my flesh wants, which is food. If I can deny that from myself, when I'm tempted to sin, it's easy. I literally made myself not eat for this amount of time. This is easy. Of course I can say no to sin. It makes it so much easier because your flesh just gets so little and and it gets like so tiny and your spirit just gets so big that it just consumes your flesh. Why should we fast? I could stop with because Jesus said so. I encourage you to fast today. If you have never fasted before, that's not a condemnation to you. It's not. It's not a condemnation to you. But start today. Start today. It's a great time to fast. The church globally is fasting right now. Hop on the train. Let's do this thing. Let's fast. I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray that God give you strength if you're fasting right now, that God give you strength um, if you uh, are thinking about fasting, and that God's blessing be with you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for everybody that's listening to this. Whenever they're listening to it, Lord, I pray that as they're hearing this right now, if they're involved in these this beginning year fast, I pray you'd give them strength to continue to press on and fast. I pray, Lord, that if they're listening to this and they're saying, wow, maybe I really should fast. Maybe it is time for me to deny my flesh. I pray you'd give them the strength to actually go ahead and do it. Lord, I pray a, a special blessing upon every single person that takes time to prioritize you and sacrifice for you. And I pray, Lord, a blessing for those that are listening to this and taking their time to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, We love you guys so much. So thankful for many of you guys that watch every single week. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.